What is up, everybody, and welcome back to This is the Waypoint, the one show on shared screens where we talk about everything Star Wars. Uh, our host, Rumble Pack 92, unfortunately passed away uh, this last weekend. He went went a little too hard, you know, on his 30th. Uh, so Too much blue milk. Too much blue milk. Any But no need to fear because our homie, Aaron Roots, stepping in to replace. Hello. He got, he got the cover. We are also joined by Jim Tasty, a.k.a. Brett. And oh, what's up? <laughs> and on the ones and twos, on the ones and twos, we got Alec. How's it going? Doing good today. Hanging in there. Doing good? Absolutely. That's what I love to hear. And uh, let's just get right into it. Um, you know, although, you know, Chris is gone. He did send me a transmission, and he just says, uh, Star Killer. Was never canon, and will never ca- be canon. But that's a conversation for a tad bit later, because I want to jump in, get all your thoughts on this episode. Aaron, give it to me, man. How, wh- okay. What did you think of episode four of Andor? So, I am having a little bit of a hard time with this show, not because it's bad or because the quality is bad by any stretch of the imagination. For me, it's just this is a this is a Star Wars project that is a lot slower of a burn than Star Wars projects we've seen before, and that kind of... Like, it takes me a minute to get into it, and by the time I'm like, oh, okay, let's go, the episode's over. So I'm like, okay, cool, They've, they're building up stuff, like, there's, like, espionage, there's, like, infighting with, like, the Empire, Mon Mothma's up to stuff, and then uh, Cassian is with these, these people, and they're like, alright, let's go on this mission. End of episode. And I'm like, okay, next episode... <laughs> gonna be tight probably that's cool but i like this episode it was fun there was a lot of like really cool easter eggs this episode um mm-hmm. and a couple of like little implications for stuff i think or like references to the past which were really cool um but i'm excited i'm excited to see where it's going next okay i like it i like it brett how did you feel about this episode man um, i i agree with aaron i think uh it definitely feels with the pacing like like you can clearly tell this is like a like a like this episode had definitely had an awkward ending because i was like oh yeah they're about to go on this mission and then crash rolls like oh, okay i guess next week uh but i i liked it yeah I, I thought i mean the references were awesome um getting to see genevieve o'reilly be on mothman again was awesome so um seeing like uh the imperial security bureau uh for the first time like in on screen seeing coruscant again was great like it was a lot of cool stuff so uh yeah i i really liked it It was another great episode fantastic alec give give us your thoughts man yeah i really couldn't have thought about much better than uh these two already have like i really enjoyed this episode after uh last week's episodes uh Mm. just Adding to that great, uh, I mean, I should say, who doesn't love a, a planning or a heist plan, like, sequence? Right. Right. Oh, yeah. Like, I happen to be, you know, I was watching this on my lunch break, and I happen to be just be on my phone at that point. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. I feel like that was important. I rewound, like, two minutes just so I could, like, <laughs> hear the plan mm-hmm. again. It's like, okay, yeah, I'm glad I definitely did <laughs> go over that because there was a lot of – in. This whole episode is like there's a lot of talking, a lot of information that was conveyed. And yeah. honestly, I was, was here for all of it. 
Yeah, there was a, there was definitely a couple of times for me where I had to be like, wait, I got I, I hear that again. Like I was a guy in the room who was like, wait, let me make sure I have this plan right. Right. But yeah, yeah there yeah. was a couple of times where I was like, OK, yeah, OK, that makes OK, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I've been doing uh, the same thing, even even last week with the first three. And uh, I'm right there with you guys. Like, I like this episode. I'd still say it's kind of like my least favorite so far. And maybe that's just because of the, you know, three episode punch we had last week. Um, mm-hmm. And like, I definitely, given Star Wars shows in the past, I'm now a little hesitant about the pacing. Because if every episode, like if every other episode is going to be a plan and then we do a cool heist thing, kind of like episode two was like, Okay, we're building up to this to these guys going in to get Andor, and then episode three was you know uh, the showdown, and then now we're back to planning something else next thing. Mm-hmm. And then, so I I fear I fear that the rest of the show is going to play out like that, but it's also really too early to tell. So I'll wait a couple episodes before I reserve judgment. But even like other than that, though, I like just the the locales in this scene, Coruscant again. I'm I'm a slut for Coruscant, you know, right. one of my favorite Star Wars planets. Uh, even even the hills there they're at, like I, I tweeted a you know, Andor spoilers with no context, and I just put up a screenshot of Death Stranding. I like because I love Death Stranding, bit, and yeah. I I love these like these just these hills there, and and it's uh. It's really oh, I got cool. I got Lord of the Rings vibes from some of the shots they were doing, the aerial shots with the mountains. I was like, oh, it's kind of oh, like yeah. Lord of the Rings. Oh yeah, and it's it's cool that in this vast you know planet like just planet universe sprawling um ip with star wars like you know we can be like oh hoth is so cool you know like great like all these you know camino all these different locales but even then there's just like shots where you're like i could actually plan a trip to somewhere like that i could go off to mm-hmm. like i don't know sweden norway i don't know where right. these hills are but i i could do it you know uh so i really love that aspect uh the one thing you know lot lot to get into on this episode the place where I want to start, because I kind of I avoid Star Wars discussion uh, until we get into here, because I want to talk it out with my homies first, you know, with my homies for the homies, and then I'll dissect all the podcasts and stuff like that. I don't know if this was a me thing. Did you guys get vibes that this rebel leader was Skarsgård's daughter? Mm, no, I don't think so. I could I could definitely see that potentially being the case. Um, mm-hmm. But so far, I think it's just kind of a disgruntled employee. Just like, just like you never tell us anything. This is why everyone hates you. Right, right. Because I don't know if this was just my read on it, but he seemed like a little too personally like invested in in this like kind of like subsect of the rebellion, and like he's going out of his way to like handpick, uh, handpick you know recruitments for this mission. He's given a down payment of a kyber crystal. Mm-hmm. God, like, god damn. And then the way they're like, yeah, they're talking to each other. It, it, like, the vibe I got from it, like, I totally see the disgruntled employee vibe, but I got, like, a, a dad who's trying to get on, like, you know, the kid's, like, interest or something. Like, he's like, you know, if she's in scout, she's like, oh, here's a Swiss army knife. And she's like, dad, you know, let, let me do it myself, you know? Like, I kind of like a vibe like that. Uh, especially that moment where he's talking to her and then he's like look at me like he snaps at her yeah yeah exactly. that's kind of that's kind of paternal i think in a way right and like the way when they're walking back to base uh and she's like you know andor tries to bring him up i feel like if there wasn't really that deep of a connection he'd just 
like she'd just be like oh he's a you know he's like a higher up like who cares but the way he's like she's like we're not talking about him like we're not going to talk about him like we're not bringing him up like i felt like there was like you know some parental resentment there i don't know brett any any thoughts on all this What, what was your read on that i i didn't pick up on that initially but i can see it now that you guys talked about it to me it was also just and they can both be true but um just his uh almost like the it just his sense of justice in the same way that Sagarera had it where he doesn't really care if they live or die as long as they can get the job done um mm-hmm. so so that's that's when when that emotion came out that's kind of what i just alluded it to but it could easily be uh, a paternal thing, or it could be both. I mean, but yeah. Interesting. Let me tell you, though, Skarsgård, MVP this episode. Because, you know, dro- drops Andor off for the mission. He goes out to, you know, a rebel, uh, you know, rebel base. Then Skarsgård goes full collector on us, and I was not <laughs> expecting this. This was, this was fantastic. The wig, everything. What did you? The wig, the purple, looking like yeah. looking like Magneto <laughs> right? in the nineties. Yes. Oh, I thought the the point that sold it for me is there's a shot of like from the hallway, like looking into the to the room he's in, and he's just you know he like gets into character. He just yeah. like, like a little has that smile. Boy. He has that smile. Yes. Yeah, he he put he put it on. He's like, yeah. okay, I have my costume on, and then it's like it's like um, uh, being in a play. Like you get ready, and then you're like, and then you walk out there. Like it's the it's the final moment where you you click into character. The flourish and that yes, the the flourish the right finesse, exactly everything. And what a perfect vibe for being back on Coruscant. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I okay. I loved it. Speaking of Coruscant, I just like I know we we knew this already, but man, just seeing that title card of Coruscant, capital mm-hmm, yes. of the galaxy, yeah. oh, and and seeing it in a way that we haven't seen before, because usually we see like establishing shots of like the Jedi Temple or a normal building. We saw it from top down this time, so like you're seeing it like straight down. You're seeing all the speeders like flying around. It was just a cool, different way to finally see that planet. Oh, one hundred percent. Plus, with like all the imperial uh stuff around there like i i could honestly i could go for more more course on any anytime you want to give me course on like yes and like even looking at the um what is it called oh why am i blanking on it the the uh colin trevorrow uh episode nine like concept where they're supposed to be fighting mm-hmm. on course on like i just love course on as a planet and yeah. i know i'm not like I know I harped on the on the title cards last week or a couple weeks back for the Rogue One retrospective, but just yeah, when it's Coruscant, dude, it's Coruscant. There's just something that is like different about it. It's the prequel babies in us. <laughs> yeah, it, it literally, literally, and so it's uh, dope to be around there. And even uh, even our boy, Corn, Crayon, Crayon, Karn? the Carn. Uh, you know, I know Space Ben Shapiro, base Space Ben Shapiro. I know we give him a hard time, but I it's just because he's he's playing that character so well, and I love. Oh yeah, that yeah. Game. When he's getting like discharged, and he's just going back to just some random apartment that looks like it's on Coruscant, like it was incredible. Is it? Incredible. Um, he's going back to his mom's house. I love. I love <laughs> the the scene where they're basically dressing him down. Like the one dude in the middle is like. 
I didn't have anything to do with this. And they're like, hey, guess what? This guy made you guys lose all your jobs. And like just straight up sold him out in front of everybody. He's like, yeah, this guy, it's all this guy's fault. Yeah. And I I love the character. The acting here is like top notch for me where he's like holding the tears back. Like almost mm-hmm. like like you're being like ripped into by your dad because you like did something like like terrible. And he's like, you're in so much trouble. You're just like holding these tears. I want to say something, but I can't. <laughs> Exactly. Brett, how did you how did you feel about your boy this episode, man? Um, you know, he took his lump, so we're <laughs> we're gonna, you know, hunker down and, and rally probably next episode. But uh I think what was super interesting just from what we got with uh his mom was it it seems like that relationship influenced the way he was. Mm-hmm. And so uh he's like this super zealot for like the uh pre-war corporation and so uh you know i feel like that was directly because of his mother's up- upbringing of him um so interesting to see more of that relationship going forward and then also because he's he's not like you know the main character but he, they're focusing on him a, a good amount i think going forward it'll be interesting to see what he does with um can't remember her name but that ISB lady. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder if their plots are gonna like intertwine, just because he's literally just like couch surfing at his mom's place now. So I wonder if she's at an impasse with you know her ambitions, and somehow they can you know combine their efforts to you know a- you know achieve whatever their goal is. So excited to see. Uh, now, yeah, where where he goes from there. Were you talking about like the blonde in ISB? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, her name is Deidre. Yes. So I got the hint. I don't know. To me, for whatever reason, just thought like she's gonna be in the rebellion by the end of the season. I just had that. Mm-hmm. That. Uh, that yeah. Feeling. That that was that was kind of the vibe I got too in that initial like uh, almost boardroom meeting where they're just like gi- giving their reports and stuff like that. But uh, like. You know, she just has this, like, intense, like, nervous sort of look like she's almost not supposed to be there. But, like, her interactions with the rest of these officers, like, afterwards kind of, like, really sold it that she's, on like, here, like, on the Empire's side. But, of course, you know, show about espionage, this could go, like, many different ways. But, uh, yeah, I loved even her, like, conflict with uh, that one dude who owns the case and the fact that she's like, oh, no, this is my jurisdiction because of the item that was trying to be transferred and just even their whole, like, you know, conversation about, you know, you better, you know, make sure the ladder's sturdy before you try to climb it. Like, yeah, I love, loved all that. I'm a sucker for that kind of like Imperial infighting, you know, similar to Krennic and, uh, Krennic and Greth. I'm forgetting the name. Uh, Grand Moth Tarkin. Yeah. Moth Tarkin. Tarkin in Rogue One, and so I like that we're still, even here, getting hints of hints of that at the at the lower level. I was just gonna say you could tell it's real low level because a lot of them have only have the three blue badges. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and like this this is definitely feeling very security level right now. But I love that, like I love knowing that there's gonna be a time jump somewhere in this show, and so I'm like. I'm really holding out for that uh, to see where these characters end up like post time jump. Right. Cause like I love Karn. I like, 
you know, maybe not to the extent of Brett, but I, I, I do still think he's he's very compelling and like I'm interested to see where he goes. You know, I hope like I hope it's not just done with him, you know, at his Yeah, at his he he's a he's a very interesting character. I think we're gonna see him join up with the Empire at some point. I think. Yeah. I can and see if that. if not maybe he'll see that the empire is a bunch of like douchebags and join the rebellion. But I would really, I, I, when the, the, in the, in the, the first three episodes, um, I really saw him potentially being in the empire. Uh, I was like, yeah, this guy's like, you know, a gray shirt away. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we could Literally. see that happening potentially. Oh yeah. Has, has the physique for it has just, you know, that plays that straight like straight edge character so so well like i yeah, like he's it. just and missing he, like, a british accent yeah literally and honestly he's probably better off for it let me tell yeah. you <laughs> but yeah no and i i love that like juxtaposition of like you know he's going back to this i don't even know concrete jungle space space concrete jungle just this big city versus andor's back on the next mission you know he's his mm-hmm. sort of trajectory and goals so far have all been kind of like you know um diminished versus Andor is like uh now just on these foothills uh and he's he's on to the next grand grand adventure and that juxtaposition throughout the episode of seeing them plan and and or recover while this dude's taking a bus back home I thought that was like very very well done absolutely Yes, and speaking speaking of Andor and his next mission, how do how do we feel about you know this this op like this operating group of rebels out out essentially in the middle of nowhere? Well, first of all, no wonder these people are so short-handed. They spend all their time taking naps and making model bases. <laughs> like you know, like as cool as that base was, like that was very impressive and very cool. Which also mm-hmm. I think was built by the same guy who took the nap. But uh, yeah, yeah, they seem like cool characters. I mean, they're all kind of like grumpy, but I guess for rightfully so. Mm-hmm. Any any thoughts on it, Brett? Um, uh, yeah, I, I I think I think where we're at with the rebellion, or in terms of just you know rebellious efforts, um, I, I think it's interesting with the certain resources they have of. Uh, you know, they have that one, you know, I don't know what rank he was, lieutenant or whatever, like uh, kind of within, you know, the Empire already, like uh, kind of harkens back to what Cassian said in the first three batch of, of or I think episode three, where like, you know, at this point in, in the conflict, like the Empire is like too, um, you know, high on their own supply to even like care about that. So, this guy can literally just leave his post and just, you know, scooter bike all all the way over to uh, these insurgents. Whereas, you know, I'm sure during the actual civil war, like it wasn't going to be that easy. So just interesting right. to see like little details like that play out. Um, and um, yeah, like, you know, they're they're trying to be very cautious with their planning because one, they're trying to time it up with that, like, uh, you know, whatever you want to call it, the lunar star or whatever thing and um but also because just because they're cautious and they're nervous and apprehensive because it's you know they've never done something like this before or of something of this scale so just cool to see like of a of a piece of this time 
you know, what they're trying to do. Oh, yeah. And I, I thought it was, like, great to give them all names, uh, names and kind of roles right off the bat, too, right? Like, help familiarize you with these, uh, with this group of characters before we go in and do the heist that way. You know, I'm sure, I'm sure they're not all leaving alive especially if uh if they only have like nine minutes as an escape uh as an escape time uh i one of the dudes the dude napping the really young guy looked stupid familiar to me and i couldn't put my finger on it the entire episode i was like is this this is this one of the kids from like nanny mcphee like where where do i know this kid from like it it was it was bugging me and then the older one brett you'll get this looked like an older chris martin like if if Chris Martin was like in Star Wars and a little older and disheveled, like <laughs> that's kind that of what it, the dude that woke up the guy. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. dude. Yeah, he he was giving off some some Chris Martin vibes. Well, just <laughs> just in the face, there was something about it. I was like, this is throwing me off a tad bit. This is almost too uh, too well. But uh, yeah, no, I loved uh, loved this group, uh, and I loved how like you know they weren't entirely you know, necessarily sure of their plan, especially with Andor coming in and being like nine minutes, like this is your, this is your getaway time in this shuttle. Like this is what you want to do. Um, but like, as we were saying earlier too, is that the empire is so big that even just hitting payroll on this one operation is like, it's going to do some sizable damage, but still be on that low, low key scale where they can get away with it. Hopefully. We'll find out next week, but uh, then yeah, they're no, also all, planning on taking out the garrison too, along with taking the payroll, <laughs> right? Should have uh, should have probably rewatched that one. I totally forgot. <laughs> yeah, should've I don't think rewatched. that her goal is to fight, but they mm-hmm. might have to, yeah, yeah. I think that garrison will like definitely get in the way because they were because sure. uh, when the lieutenant guy was showing up, they're like, hey, make sure to leave like your gloves and stuff because we're making like our own duplicate uniforms. Interesting. Oh man, my my trousers <laughs> got ripped <laughs> off by a branch while I was biking to get a McFlurry. <laughs> all all my all my clothes are gone. How, how'd this happen? <laughs> what? Swamp that sucked up my clothes, bro. <laughs> took took my boots and meanwhile there's just four other like four other imperial <laughs> guys all missing like just all wearing part like different parts of the costume and be like the rest of us go i don't know what happened to they're him. showering <laughs> and they beat like, up they... one guy in each of the like a group of them beat up one guy and each of them take a piece of clothing <laughs> like the rest of them are just like the dude wearing the shirt walking down the street with no pants on just like hello <laughs> like just walking into like a, a shield generator oh yeah brain big brain heist plays yeah the, not, the person wearing the pants is like has the guy wearing the shirt on his shoulders and like, just their faces are exposed coat. in the middle yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah i mean look if kenobi can get away with hiding somebody under a trench coat these guys can get away yeah with it's true yeah i also i, like, I love oh go for it out i was just gonna say let a man finish his meal before you tell him to like yeah focus on planning and like look at the plan like come on like let, let him finish eating at least can i eat my food yeah he's like can oh, i yeah. eat bro <laughs> not even done all yet business. bro yeah yeah and i love i love that even though it's like all business with them like they still they can't all agree on on like you know 
how how to execute this plan and i i love that the tension there um the one thing we talked about swearing in star wars last week of course with the shit uh you know line mentioned i didn't know how i felt seeing ak-47s in star wars like i know a lot of the blasters are based on real world weapons and of course george lucas like used world war ii weapons to make the stormtrooper blasters uh way back in the day but this just looked like you took the stock off of ak like an ak-47 so so it didn't bother me that much because i guess it looked it looked different enough um i don't think that's as egregious as like them using ak-47s in the halo show um but <laughs> you know like it, it you, you add enough greeblies and stuff to a gun and it's it's fine um yeah. but yeah i don't know it just it really it, it stuck out, out to me and even like even in um battlefront 2 there's like a shotgun like uh mm-hmm. with this like side like uh side pump and like yeah. i'm like okay this is just a sawed off regular shotgun but like also, that's a video game. Seeing it in a, in right. a li- live action property like this, I was like, okay. But also, they're like they're a bunch of like sheep herders too. So I like, yeah, I get it. It was just weird. It was weird. Yeah, that the 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 gun thing I didn't have a problem with, but like the thing that was like kind of like it eh, is like, oh, there's just actual goats. The only difference is they <laughs> added extra horns, which like you know, there's some there's some Star Wars like creatures that kind of look very similar to earth creatures but it's just like not a whole lot of uh additional creativity thrown onto those they're just like okay like literally like if these had horns on them you could just all right great right and which what color is goat milk in the star wars universe we gotta hit the hard-hitting question purple the white point purple you think goat milk's purple i'm gonna say purple right Goat milk yeah, in the Star Wars universe. I was okay. thinking like pink or something. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, that's good too. All right, Alec. Um, <laughs> I like purple. I like that. I never purple. thought about like, purple. Yeah, cool. I'm purple train. <laughs> what if it looks like uh when you put like uh like when motor oil hits like the sidewalk after it rains and it's like all rainbowy? Oh, Ooh, maybe. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I was thinking. I was thinking. I was thinking maybe yellow, like mm-hmm. a, a yellowish, maybe or an orangish, t- orangish tint. Like eggnog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 exactly. Mednog. You know, we, <laughs> we already know green comes from the sea with the last mm-hmm. year. We don't know where blue milk comes from. Maybe uh, that's where blue milk comes from. Maybe, maybe, maybe goat milk's blue. We'll ha- we'll have to find out. Um, yeah, also just to mention that like there are people just like hippies living in the mountain like she, you know she's she's talking to andor and she's like like he's like why like are there regular people out here and she's like yeah just nature loving fucking hippies you know growing <laughs> growing space marijuana in these yeah mountains. brother like, like growing spice my, exactly <laughs> like yeah that would be that would be my role if i could live in the star wars universe honestly like yeah <laughs> Just give me a mountainside little hut. A spice smoker, just... not trader. <laughs> oh, exactly. <laughs> a trade goat, but I grow spice and smoke it for myself. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. Now, let's 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 get into all the Ma, uh, Ma Mothma collector stuff. Cause what like before the show came out, you know, we got like we got word that no, like not a whole lot of Easter eggs. But I, I feel like, you know, contrary to that, we are getting a fair amount. Like, it's it's almost like a, if you know, you know 
mm-hmm. uh type beat right like it's not like luke skywalker showing up at the the end of the mandalorian or i was like, literally uh, about to say that it's not yeah like, yeah it's in your face easter egg it's like it's real like deep cut stuff sometimes mm-hmm. exactly and so i thought this was like such a great way to do it but also have like incorporate it into the story with uh with uh Skarsgård basically being a collector and using his clientele to talk uh to politicians ranking in the rebellion like Mon Mothma and I thought it was just I thought it was great like mm-hmm. oh, this yeah. entire everything here was fantastic what are, your, what are your thoughts on it guys I hated it really <laughs> no no I loved it <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> go ahead Brett go ahead oh yeah it was just yeah I mean you already said it, like just little nods to things that if you know, you know. And so seeing uh, the mural from Lothal of uh, the, mm-hmm. you know, the father and the bro- uh, the brother and the sister or son and daughter. Uh, I mean, yeah. yeah. Um, seeing obviously like a armor design, kind of like Starkiller's Sith armor was like Sith really, stalker, really cool. Yeah. yeah I, um, I need to rewatch it. Yeah, it's, it? the, it's that suit of armor in the background with, like, the big mohawk. There's one in the main office, and then there's one in the back office. Yeah. Yeah, and then it wasn't in the it wasn't in the scene, but, I mean, with the Kyber Crystal and they were, like, a Rakatan uprising, I'm like, oh, yeah. Knights of the Old yeah. Republic, like, yeah, let's go. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Cute. That was, like, what really got me out of my seat. So, yeah, just r- really, really cool. Yeah, and, and it made sense in the context of the, of the story. So it was yeah. perfect. There's like uh so so I have a list of um like a bunch of the the Easter eggs that were there. Um like Brett said, the Ricotta Invaders, uh the Kyber Crystal, there's a Keldor breathing mask in there, which is like which could possibly be platoons, maybe. Um interesting. There was uh <laughs> Yeah, there was there was a like a set of Mandalorian armor, which I thought was Django's for a minute, because it was all silver. But like the yeah. shoulders are different and you know stuff like that. Um, there's like still alive, so <laughs> <laughs> there's like uh, stone mural things that have like I think like allude to the world between worlds on them. Um, let's see. Uh, there was Sith stalker slash Star Killer armor. There was a Gungan shield uh, in the. I couldn't tell what the two back ones are, but in the things frozen in carbonite, the one in the foreground was Indy's whip, which I thought was really cool. Um, oh my god yeah uh then in the in the background during the scene with um scarsgard's character and mon mothma in the background you can see a jedi and sith holocron and right next to it on the right i think are the shankara stones from temple of doom but i'm not 100 percent sure it was kind of blurry so i couldn't tell oh um but uh also uh in early in the episode when andor is talking to to scarsgard's character he mentions that he was on mimban which is the the big battle from solo uh which is really cool same time yeah 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 like i mean he entered as a cook but like solo was fighting for the imperials at that time so they were potentially on opposing sides which is really cool to think about because i heard mimban i'm like wait where have i heard that before that i think wasn't that conflict imperials versus the mimbanizo so yeah you're right it might be yeah 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 um but uh yeah how about like cassian lying about like his dude stolen valor bro like yeah yeah all the stuff he did he's like i was there you were like you were like like, 
would heat up the stuff in the microwave. Yeah. Bro. Like, what are you? <laughs> then you were there keeping day. the milk warm, bro. <laughs> yeah. Andor goes to like Denny's on Coruscant, and he's like, "Yo, you got a veterans discount? Like, come on, man! Like, <laughs> you were the guy, I mean, bro." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I loved all that. There was even uh, a mention of Ryloth in the big boardroom meeting, which, like... Oh, yeah, was... yeah. Oh. The Ryloth oh. boardroom. Go, yeah, going back to the, uh, the antiquities, like, you saw Calicori. <laughs> so, like, the... Like, uh, almost like a totem pole type, you know, the little thing that, like, Hera had in Rebels, like... So you saw yeah, oh, cool. That's super cool. Yeah, yeah. That, uh, the mention of Ryloth, which, like, clone, it's all over Clone Wars and even Bad Batch... Uh, and then there's of course mention of Scarif, like mm-hmm. our wall is six, which seven is in Mando, so six is like just the next one over. Is that a planet? Yeah. Oh, okay. Our wall seven is where Quill is. Oh, where oh, Baby Yoda okay. is uh, in the first episode. Okay. No, I had I had no idea. But even like even that for like for me at least like that's this is like just a. I, I feel like a perfect level of fan service, especially when they've already set the bar so low by being like, yeah, nothing at all. And then it's like, no, I felt like this episode where we were eating with it. Like, I was like, this is this is incredible. Sure. It, you know, it's no Cad Bane showing up in like, <laughs> right. Fed, but like this is this is still like fantastic for the, you know, like if you know, you know, like crowd like this was. Yeah. This was awesome. And that that's always more fun, I think. Like, you know, Cad Bane is like kind of a different thing because he's a fan favorite character that they we- they wove into the story. As opposed to just being like, oh, there's a holocron back there. As opposed to like mm-hmm. Force Awakens when like Finn just pulls the training remote out and it's like literally uh, in the audience's face. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, this was a, a great way to do it. And uh, shout out Mom Mothma. And even like when she when she goes back and she's talking to her husband, like, and he's like, oh, yeah, so boring. I was like, these people are fun. And it's like, yeah, they're <laughs> also probably like horrible yeah, I, people. I want to be this guy, man. I want to be this, this <laughs> his guy. sick blue Jedi robes and like I want to be gray samurai trophy. hair. I want to be the trophy husband where I don't got to do nothing, man. Brett wants a powerful woman for a wife, and honestly, I respect that. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I was trying to say. Absolutely. Yeah. I thought I thought that was a great way to like get into like you know some more like some deeper political aspects of the current time period we're at in Star Wars, while also just having like. Having Mom Mothma be uh, stuck in the middle of it, and she's like, "Everything that I'm doing, these guys are trying to undo." Like, there's like a lot of like, uh, you know, empathy and like uh, humanity in her in her politics. Yeah, right. you can't be inviting these guys to our house. These guys are working for the bad people. Don't sit yeah. them near me. It's fine. And I love when the husband's like, "There's rumor that you brought me a gift," and she's like, "I'm taking it back." And he's like, "Yeah, yeah. you suck." Um, oh yeah like she's talking about like uh i think the planet is gorman and how like they're restricting the trade routes and then like in rebels uh there's like some great catastrophe with imperial forces on like the gorman planet or something like that which causes Amatha to like leave the imperial senate and like come out as like a rebel uh agent and so just cool little like details like that that build up over time throughout this. This is like the great kind of interconnecting little storytelling bits that you would like to see in uh, this kind of universe. So very cool. Fantastic. <laughs> I think uh, I think with that we've covered almost everything in the episode. Any final final thoughts? Where are we going, Aaron? Anything? 
Um, so, so like I said, this, this show is a bit of a slow bird and I guess it kind of has to be if it's going to be 12 episodes, uh, every mm-hmm. season. But for me, this episode was like the cut scene. Like if it was a video game, this is the cut scene setting up everything next week, hopefully is going to be the actual mission. So we're going right. to, we're going to see them hopefully pull the heist off or at least start or something. And then we'll see, we'll see where it goes from there. It was interesting. I liked all of the, the Easter egg stuff. That's always so much fun when you're watching Star Wars, uh, especially nowadays. Um, But yeah, we're going to see where it goes. I'm optimistic. It's going to be fun. Awesome. Brett? Uh, Yeah, I I love the spy elements in this episode where, like, they're changing out drivers for you and stuff like that. Like, when your own, like, quote-unquote, like, team is, like, actively sabotaging. Very cool. Excited for, yeah, I think next episode is going to be a huge action scene episode, action episode. Uh, and yeah, I can't wait for Kyle Katarn to reveal himself. He he's actually in the vault. They're gonna get in there and they're gonna. Break down. <laughs> I got so many skeletons there. What's this chamber in the vault? And it's gonna be almost you well, know, like the pod from Fallen uh, Survivor, you know? And they're right, yeah. Who's in this vault? Jason <laughs> Core posted something about it <laughs> on his Instagram story eight months ago. So <laughs> you know, you know, it's real, man. Alec, final thoughts. Where are we going? Uh, I, the way this episode ended, I would imagine maybe a quick like training montage or like you know kind of like planning kind of pre- or prepping montage. I guess mm-hmm. would be the better phrase. Um, but I think we will be getting to the mission at at least and getting midway right. through that. Probably some sort of mm-hmm. cliffhanger. But man, I can't, yeah. when they were talking about those crystals for the eye of whatever the aldaria i think it's what that mm-hmm. planet was yeah like how they're basically just little crystals but are explosive they're like oh, okay so they're they're gonna have a crazy set piece for that episode when they're flying mm. through that oh yeah that's gonna so, be gorgeous i can't wait for that yeah i'm i'm right there with you too i could totally see some uh some team building stuff before the mission but i hope uh i hope the majority of the runtime is used uh on this heist uh next episode uh where do we go from there uh, not a not a clue after that. Uh, maybe we, maybe we just go on to the next job for a couple a uh, couple more episodes, and we we'll just keep prepping a job, doing a job, prepping a job, doing a job. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I'm yeah. interested to see uh, what happens. I have no idea what's gonna even go on in the like imperial side. What we're cutting mm-hmm. to, like when we're cutting away from the mission, I don't know if we're gonna cut to more Karn to you know deeper investigation into this. Uh, into the you know the black box or whatever that gave her jurisdiction i'm excited to see that aspect as well as this insane heist uh but yeah no i thought this yeah. was even even for you know in my opinion the weaker weakest episode in the show is still you know who's an imperial person right now oh great question you know who's in uh, the empire right now in this in, in the timeline thrawn uh uh oh yes, but <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Crosshair from Bad Batch. He's gonna he's gonna show up, snipe him. Ka- Kyle. <laughs> Ka- uh, Kyle. Uh, Kyle Morrison. Totally Kyle from the Amanda Show. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle Bryson, a kid I went to high school with. Oh, uh, Kyle Katarn, man, Kyle Katarn. If it happens. <clears throat> I don't know what I'll do. Because they're they bring back Thrawn. They're bringing back. They're gonna. You know they're gonna bring back all the big fan 
you know, Revan was teased and, and stuff like that. So, yeah, it would have been cool if they would have brought him in for for Rogue One, though, because wasn't it in like uh, Dark Forces or something like that? He was originally one of the people who stole the Death Star plans or something. Yeah, but they they told that story like a bunch of times of Legends. So I'm glad they yeah, did it. Like, like here, they could do something awesome. Fair enough. We'll have to find out uh, that. But that will do it for us this episode. Uh, Brett, a.k.a. Jim Tasty here. As a big subathon going on, when you're watching this, this goes up Thursday. It will be Friday, September 30th. So tune into that. You know, give some subs, uh, play some games, enjoy. Uh, as for shared screens, though, uh, we got uh, She-Hulk on the go still. I think that's about to wrap up. We still got that hot, hot D. House of the Dragon, Bright, uh, fucking Brighton crew has been killing it with that. Uh, and we got some more media clubs coming your way, too. If you like this video like the video let us know what you thought of this episode in the comments below and uh hit the subscribe button and ring, ring that bell please but that will do it for us and we'll see you at the next this is the waypoint